Hey, baby. Hey. Naomi and Andy here with yep. a quick cue slash request. Yes. So, okay, Acast is doing these audience surveys, okay? We put the link in the show notes. The link is going to be in the link tree on our on Instagram and everything like that. Here's the thing, Naomi. Yeah. You know, we're already pretty choosy about the ads right. that we allow on the show. No weapons manufacturers. Raytheon, get out of here. Yeah. Screw off, Raytheon. But we want to make sure that the ads are kind of tailored to y'all. Right. Okay? Right? Say you want to hear ads for a different world DVD box sets. We need to know that. We, we need can to go out that. to them. We can get the word <laughs> out. But we only can get the word out if you give us the word. So you got to fill out the survey. It is quick, quick, quick. And it just lets us know if the ads you're hearing are the right ads for you. Yeah. So get on over to the show notes where that link is or the Couples Therapy link tree and fill out that quick survey so we can pass the word on to ACAST. All right. Roll it. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Open your hearts, loosen your bus. It's time for couples therapy. Yeah, this podcast is Andy and Naomi's, where they can both laugh and hang with all their homies, talking excellent vacationing with brunches and cuddling to messy situations and conscious and coupling from Netflix hookups to single them with some Hulu, text, sex, regrets, so feeling on your new jubu. They gon' talk about it. Ah, yeah, you are invited. Ah, needing therapy. I guarantee, baby, we got it. It's cup of couples therapy. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Couples Therapy. My name is Naomi. My name is Andy. And we're a real-life couple. A real-life couple of comedians. And on Couples Therapy, we answer a couple of different questions from a couple of different listeners. We won. We won. We won. WGA strike is done. <laughs> we, uh, sorry, all the, uh, it's been, uh, I don't know, like six, five, five, six days. So all the, uh electricity is out but still we won yes because when we recorded the last intro we didn't know we had won no. at the time that we recorded that intro by the no. time the episode dropped the winning was out there yeah but here's the first intro you're getting is people who got a lot of gains honey who as people who used their labor power in solidarity with all the other writers to bring the studios to their knees we actually got a lot of the stuff we was asking for. We attend we attended like a virtual member meeting afterwards when they kind of broke down the gains and the various parts of the contract. 
and that was helpful for me to see like oh okay they really did something yeah they got a lot of they got a lot of things and things where they're like this is they kind of explained why certain things were incremental and i was like okay i hear you i'm on board <laughs> i'm excited i understand i know when we first read it we're just like uh i don't know if this is good i hope if, it's good it felt a little <laughs> lackluster because part of me is like you know you know me i'm petty i'm rageful so i want them to bleed them dry yes i want them to oh, bleed yeah. them dry because i said we asked for 429 million dollars worth of asks over the course of three years and got 233 million and i said well that's only half oh yeah i you want because i come in there i say take yeah. them all take it all i want one of the things to be like the, you know the studio heads have to like uh, be buried under sea or something like that right like it has like that that um game of thrones they've like walked down nile someone yelling shame <laughs> you know what i mean like oh, i wanted i wanted that have been great yeah that would have been fun you know what i mean but that's not how negotiations work okay no. you guys that's not that's not Apparently, um, you can't ask for that. You can't ask yeah. for. You can't put that in a legal document. <laughs> no, you can't. <laughs> but um, no, we're ultimately so happy and also grateful to be part of a union that really oh steps God. up. Part of a that group that is... steps up. The negotiating committee. Shout out the love, the solidarity. Mm. I feel the gratitude. I feel for the WGA board of directors for the negotiating committee. Naomi I for mean. our brothers and sisters in the union siblings in unity for the siblings honey everybody who came through the strike captains lot captains people who were out there and a lot of the captains too the people who were out there on the front lines those were young poc mm. who got roped into them jobs okay <laughs> and they say okay bet you want me here i'm gonna do this and they did it and here we are on the other side so that's very exciting thank um, you to all of you who who went on this journey with us through the medium of audio. Thank you for <laughs> everyone who supported us on the Patreon during this. I mean, I look, know. we still, I don't know if we're getting another Patreon again for the rest of the year. So please still. <laughs> yeah. Like what is, what is interest? What is, you know, still support us on Patreon. Interesting though, is the extent to which is like, you know, you thought the strike was over and then it said, it was like the strike is over as of midnight Tuesday. We're officially off strike. So you almost thought there was going to be like a flip of a switch. And then suddenly, right. you know, Hollywood was going to start calling and yeah. it's like, no, no, people ain't work for five months. They don't know what they doing no so suddenly like everybody's like okay what are we doing what's happening wait is the is the show still going is the work back on so it's gonna take a while for things to get they, back up and yeah. moving they flipped the switch and then they were like uh, by the way here's a bunch of canceled shows and we're <laughs> just like oh boy so it's gonna take it's, you know I, there's no it's not back to normal but certainly there is uh, renewed energy that comes from getting a lot of the things you asked for. Yeah. Um, and also having AI protections, no AI. Hello. Some plagiarism machine cannot spit out some shitty script and then they're like, I guess we'll make this. Yeah. Nope. Or be like, here, we'll hire you to rewrite it for a fraction of the cost. Yeah. So what if it was written in wingdings? Chop, chop. Who bitch. cares? This is just content slop for the hogs. Who cares? That's that's their mentality. Just content slop for the hogs. We want to make art, Naomi. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't know if I go that far. No, no, no. I I pitched a show about a uh, a man that marries a talking toilet. Come on, that's I art. No, that is art. That's high art. That's like that's art in Sweden or something. <laughs> hey, speaking of strike stuff, we got a question, Naomi, yeah. that I thought we could do here in the intro. This comes to us from. Hi, Andy and Naomi. Love the pod. I work at an electric utility and we are possibly heading towards a strike. Ooh. Our contract is up in four days and today we passed a strike authorization vote. Yes. Although I obviously don't want to have to strike, but I do want to be prepared if we do. Any suggestions on what to put on my picket sign? I want to be the funny girl on the picket line. <laughs> or any tips for the picket line in general? So happy to hear about the WGA strike ending. Union strong, baby. Well, 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 of course, you want to release. Oh, they want to stay anonymous. So 
You'll hear a bleep <laughs> earlier when I uh, bleep their name. So, okay, Anonymous. Anonymous said, how do I let them know I'm the cool one? Mm-hmm. All right, mm-hmm. on the lines. Um, so, you know, we're going for pithy, we're going for punny. That's the vibe. Yes. Um, you know. I would print out that Simpsons episode where they, they were striking at the nuclear plant. Okay, print out the episode? And <laughs> Yeah, print out the entire. <laughs> so, print out, said? entire print out the script. <laughs> <laughs> no, there's a there's like some lines from it that would make I saw people put it on their signs for the WGA strike okay, from Lisa's okay. folk song. You know, yeah. we have the something, they have the power. You know when you say Simpson stuff, I don't know what you're talking about. So as soon as you remember this, my eyes just kinda glaze over and I'm like, I don't really know. I mean, what if we're saying something like you know, util electrical utility, so we're giving like lights out on bullshit yeah you know i don't know if you want to say bullshit on a sign because that won't really get picked up you know in print or how about lights out and you have a caricature of the ceo of your company (laughs) and you're hitting them in the head with a hammer don't do that because that's andy's vibe you know because he was really name checking zaslav repeatedly in his signs i said you ain't gonna sell nothing to hbo (laughs) ever but so you don't want to go that dark but something like that or what if you're like you know you and ity on the U-T-I-L-I-T-Y. Mm. I don't know, some unity, utility, you know, let's have some fun with that. Let's see what we can mash up there, you know. Um, what else? We may be creating light, but our CEO is living in the dark. Yes, that's cute. That's a vibe. That's fun. It's also giving biblical. Just a touch. <laughs> right. So that can really bring in a conservative base, support for the cause. Um, on the first day, God said, let there be light. On the second day, he said, give our workers what they're worth. Pay your workers. Exactly. Pay your workers. Pay, that's, a little pithy, too, pithy. that's a little too wordy, but it's you, know, a little wordy, you can but we shorten can it. There. Um, so that's a good option. Now, for overall, you know, strike vibes, I mean, I'm sure we've complained. We complained about it a lot, you mm-hmm. know, and it's different because we're going into cooler weather. So you're going to need to dress accordingly. But honey, it's about layering. It's about a comfortable show. Oh, also, what if you just had a sign that said, I shouldn't have to be here? <laughs> I think that's like real relatable. Everyone will know. People will be like, why are you saying that? It's like, because I should be working for a wage that allows me to live comfortably, but they playing games. Oh, what about a sign? It just has the address of where the CEO lives. <laughs> and- sure. Docs. Docs. No, no, no. no, don't dox him. It just says, it just says uh, very subtly, I know where you live. <laughs> <laughs> don't do that. I don't, want, the, you on, I don't yeah. want you on a watch list. No, no, don't actually do that. Don't listen to it. Don't me. actually do that. Sunscreen. Make sure you got sunscreen. Oh, yeah. You know, even though, even, you know, in winter, honey, that sun is never gone. No. Okay. You got to have the sunscreen. Get yourself but, a scabby the rat to have out there. Get yourself an inflatable guillotine. Yes. That's also fun. Don't do that. Don't get a guillotine. <laughs> no, Andy, don't. You're going to get people arrested up in this bitch. <laughs> The the difference between our union and other unions is our unions have millionaires. In it. <laughs> well, Cops aren't going to roll up on uh, the guy who created. Everybody loves Raymond. Yeah. <laughs> no one's arresting him. Um, but speaking of, SAG is still on strike. Again, at least as of the time they were recording this intro, SAG goes back to the bargaining table Monday. So when you hear this, that will be yesterday. They went back to the bargaining table. But who knows how many days it'll take for them to hammer all that out. Um, but. SAG is still on the picket lines. And when we think that is because, again, not only am I in SAG, so i got to hit them streets still. <laughs> but it's also you a union with a bunch of millionaires and recognizable faces. Right. They ain't going to arrest nobody on the SAG lines. No, no. You know what I mean? No, no cops getting Adam Scott. Yeah. No cops going to roll up on Adam Scott with a baton and <laughs> smack him in the head. No. And they'd be like, here's your severance. <laughs> you know, like, that's not going to happen. You here's know, Splitsville for you. <laughs> that's, that's what, what the cop thinks severance is called. Splitsville. Splitsville. <laughs> 
Um, no, he actually thinks it's called like Splits Creek. He's like confused. <laughs> he's like, is it a comedy? He like thinks it's Parks and Rec, thinks yeah, it's Shit's Creek, doesn't great. know what he's watching. <laughs> he just calls it Splits Creek. Um, but yeah, that's not going to happen. But um, yeah, be safe, have what you need, make sure you know where your nearest bathrooms are. Mm-hmm. I mean, we would do a lot of um, gaming it out. So I basically, I made it so that I would not have to go to the bathroom right. while I was out there, which is also, that means I'm also not taking in enough fluids <laughs> when it was oh, 100 yeah. degrees. Oh, I was 100%. not drinking enough water because I didn't want to have to go to a public bathroom. But you got to be prepared. You got to know where your bathrooms are. You got to know where the clean ones are. You got to be ready for that. Now, Andy, yeah. can I toot your horn a little bit? Sure. Okay. Wait, what do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> Andy recently dropped. Oh, it wasn't a sexual thing. Of course it wasn't, Andrew. <laughs> he over here turning down the volume of my mic because I said that so loud. I said, girl, don't you be saying stuff like that. You know I would be like, I'm not coming here to company acting a damn foe. So uh, wait, what do you want to talk about? <laughs> you recently dropped the 600th oh, episode. Yes. He is so silly because we planned him. <laughs> he recently dropped the 600th episode of his podcast, Beginning. Yes. You got 600 episodes. Ben Edlin, the creator of The Tick, one of my favorite shows, very formative for me as a comedy person, comedy writer. So it was a really good episode. And also just a cool dude. six. I mean, they're 52 weeks in a year. Andy's got 600 eps. He's been doing this podcast for so long. I mean, how long I've been doing the podcast for? You said he's been doing the podcast for so long. And then I go, how how long has he been doing the podcast for? And you go, the last time when he started, Methuselah was still alive. He know I ain't going to pick that up and do something like that. He know that's not going to be the response. When he started it, Pangea was still around. So the point is, I'm very impressed. I'm very proud of you. You've had wonderful guests over the years. You know, I always say like, Andy was doing a podcast before it was hip and cool. Yeah. And I remember when we moved in together, or even before we moved in, when you were living in Greenpoint and you were doing your podcast where I was like, you get people to show up to a random dude's house in Brooklyn to talk? I said, what? And then when we moved to Harlem and we were like in a fifth floor walk up, I was like, people are coming to a fifth <laughs> floor walk up to talk to you? Like, I did not understand. People did. They did. Gerard Car- Carmichael did. Yeah. Came one night at like midnight after a show or something right. crazy. I was at the cellar or something. <laughs> and then he was like, yeah, I'll come uptown to do a podcast. Like, before it was even a thing that, you know, people were used to doing. But you've been doing it for so long and getting so many great guests, people to show up. And I'm just like, I'm happy for you. Oh, I'm proud you. of you, honey. And you also do it for the love of the game. Beginnings is not, you know, you're not doing ads or anything like no, that. No, it's like, the you one just thing that I have not monetized in my life. So that can be pure in some That's way. That's true. Cause you monetize my love. Okay. <laughs> he monetized my love. And, but he said, beginnings is pure. It's pure. It's untouched. And he is wonderful, wonderful guest. So, um, I'm just, oh, tooting, thanks, I'm just tooting your horn. Uh, huh. To say 600 beautiful episodes. Beginningspod.com. Wherever you get your podcast from. 47 magical years <laughs> of podcasting. So I'm very, very proud of you. It was. I started as a... First it was, you know, against Nixon. That's really where it started. It was an anti-Nixon podcast. Yes, 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 yes. And those are the early apps. No yeah. one can find those. <laughs> um, and 
while we're plugging, you already mentioned the page, but you know me, I'll be out here to tell you that I'm still on SAG strike. Hopefully not for too much longer, but fingers um, crossed. Yeah. You know, this whole, you know, as a five month strike, will get you, you know, it's, this year has been tough. It's been a little tough. We started strong with the wedding. Okay. We did. We had a wedding <laughs> and then things took a turn. So if you would like to join us on the Patreon again, no, no pressure. You know what you can always do? Just continue to listen, leave a five-star review. Don't cost nothing. Maybe a little bit of time, but hopefully you enjoy that time. But if you have it in you, if you are able, visit us at patreon.com slash couples therapy pod. Get two bonus episodes. Most recently, Andy and I did do a House Hunters International watch along. Mm-hmm. It was a little chaotic. It was, I don't even know, but we had fun. And so um, make sure to visit us there. And okay, I'm done plugging. Okay, I'm done. Who's our to- guest today, Nam? <laughs> Who's our guest? Who's our guest? Who's who, who? Our old friend. Who is this? Who is this? The one, the only Joe Firestone. Yes, Joey Fires. Joe Firestone, the best in the game. Actor, writer, comedian. All right. Latest venture. Homegirl wrote a book. Mm. Okay, a book that is called Murder on Sex <laughs> Island. It is great. Sold? Are you sold? Because I'm is sold. Genuinely very funny. It is funny it's also like it is a fun mystery as someone who likes to read a mystery and we do talk about that in this episode i said murder on sex island's doing it uh as we've had the last few episodes the link to purchase murder on sex island is in the show notes okay so don't say we didn't tell you don't say you can't just click that link and then go to the thing and then get that book all right joe's reading it as a free audio book as a podcast by the way too right so So you can also get the murder on sex island podcast but make sure you buy the book okay joe self-published honey this is a, this is a this is a labor of love, okay? So the least we could do is buy a copy, read it. I even though I've been listening to the podcast, I I you know, I want the hard copy because I want to be able to go back. Yeah. I want to be able to like kind of take it in and take it in as a whole. You know, so I also just like a little tangible moment. I like a little I like the text. I like to be one with the text, Andrew. So you know what? Without further ado, I done told y'all what to do. Roll it. I gotta say just off the top that I I've started to read a book recommended by <laughs> Naomi and it has really changed the way I think of her. So I just want to put that out there right at the top. And well, that, don't leave the the audience in in yeah, a shroud. I would you have to, to say that what is the book and how has it changed your opinion of her? Or if, if not your opinion, your view perception. of who she is. Right. Perception. You did tell me this in a te- text message. You were like, "This, I'm learning about you. And I said, oh, no, what are you learning? So is break that book it down. Ulysses by James Joyce. What it is, is it? close. It's called, it's a Jonathan Kellerman book. <laughs> yes. And it's called When the Bow, Bow Breaks. When yes. the Bow Breaks. And yes. um, it is a hard-boiled detective story. I did not know. I... Listen, I thought that uh, this is like this reads like it's like my uh, my coffee was as dry as a bush in the, the Egypt. It's like it's very hard boiled detective, and I had no idea that it's gu- it's gory. Mm-hmm. There's a the detective is a thirty three year old retiree. Well, this There's, is he's not a detective, right? He is no. a child psychologist <laughs> who who gets embroiled. He's in the a world. psychologist. That studies children. He's not a child. It's not like he is not progeria. Is <laughs> Correct. That what you're he is a psychologist right. of uh. children. But as Joe has pointed out, he has retired at thirty three, and I do forget why. Because when the bow breaks is like the first one. Mm. Our lead, um, 
we're following a man named Dr. Alex Delaware. <laughs> and Dr. Alex Delaware has retired. Uh, hey, it's me, Joey Pennsylvania. I'm here to solve a crime. Uh, it is, there's, there's so... Okay, sorry. Go on, Joe. It's, but it is like... It's like this like kind of like sexy L.A. It's very L.A. Very and, L.A. Um, it is like very dry. It's like... Yes. You know, like even it's just dry as a bone. This the narrator is like he exercises. He likes to eat heavy meals. He loves to make love with his girlfriend, and like and he can't not leave a crime alone. And it's like this is just I really. If you had to tell me, like if you had made me guess what kind of mystery book Naomi would be into, I never in a million years this one. Really, it's giving Maltese Falcon. Is that what you're saying? Yes. Yes. Uh huh. Interesting. You wouldn't have put it, but you know I'm so dark. Uh, yeah, it's. Just, I think it's like. I guess, you know, I I thought that maybe there. I thought here either I thought it would be more, like, crude, like Mary Higgins Clark, like really like, the child was taken and then the child was you know and it's like twisted <laughs> and and it, or like crude or, and twisted. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Let's break this all down. The first yeah. thing you thought, I just want to underline this. The yeah. first thing that you thought of Naomi was that she would read something that is, in your words, crude and twisted. Absolutely. That is your, that Absolutely. was, that was your perception of her. Well, yeah. no, it's an option. It was an option is what okay. she's saying. I'm not yeah. insulted. Okay. What sure. is the second? I prefer, the, I like to read that. And, I, and you know, twisted. you know, we're a similar, you know, Sagittarius, whatever. And the, but then I... And then the other option was to be like maybe softer ones, like the blueberry muffin murder, right? Like I could see maybe What's in a world. that? Is that real? There's a whole genre of mysteries that's like, my cat solved the crime while I made muffins. <laughs> and it, it's, I do think that in there, there is a world where you might like those as well. Oh, but yeah. It turns out the, the grizzled 33-year-old retiree, and I, I'm, I'm enjoying it. I find mm. myself... Going through the pages quickly. You go through the pages quickly. It's really, it really is, you know, just step by step, we're going to crack this case. The language is lean, okay? (laughs) It's dense. It's not a hard read, all right? The Kellerman, it's an easy read. But it's also a fun time. And Mm -hmm. you really just get through it, and you're like, and I find, it's funny, you know, I, um, I haven't read a Kellerman in a while. My last Kellerman, you know, I didn't even finish it. And that's rare for me because I truly did not care who did it. I didn't care. I didn't want the answer. I was like, okay, I don't care. I don't care who did it. You didn't even go to the end and read the last couple chapters or pages? No. I was literally like, I don't care. So Alex Delaware is your bosh. Yes. Alex (laughs) Delaware is my bosh. You know what it is, too? Alex (laughs) Delaware, you know what I mean? And I forget why he's already retired. But I just live for the fact that Alex Delaware is... So wealthy, okay? And now, and again, I started reading this before moving to Los Angeles. So now that I actually know what he's referencing, because there'll be a good paragraph describing how we took the 405 to the 101 and the 110 to the whatever. And he's like, oh, the traffic at this time, but I'll go anyway. Is it in real time? Does it take you 45 minutes to read <laughs> his description of driving and traffic here? Does it, when you read it, does it feel like you are walking around a strip mall? Is that what you mean by it feels like? There's a lot of strip malls in it. And then there's like, at one point he does say like he's complaining about eating an organic meal for $10. But I I do think that this was written in 1985. So there is, 
yeah, that's high but prices. Yeah. But what is fun though, and I feel like I bet this I bet Kellerman was very proud of himself when he did this, right? Is he works with Milo, a gay police detective, who because he is gay, he's like kind of ostracized, left to his own devices, where it's like he closes too many cases to fire him. Wait, from but, the good guys, the cops? <laughs> yes. They ostracize someone but for being then different? They like, but like, because he, they can't fire him, but also they don't like that he's gay. So like, no one helps him. So it's like, Alex and Milo are the pair, sort of. Basically, you know, Milo will be like, Alex, I need you to come assess this as a mental health professional. And then inevitably, he's like, finding a body in an alley. And you're like, Alex, you're off the clock. You shouldn't be involved in this, Dr. Delaware. Dr. Delaware has to get his hands in there. But he's <laughs> he's retired because he um, invested in real estate. And oh, of course. No. Yeah, and he also had, like, a bunch of grants, and he was published a bunch, and then he started a private practice, and he overworked himself. Right, right. But I After like- there was a child molester that he handled he caught- all of his... Um, patient victims. like all his victims his, all his yeah. victims exactly but then this it's funny because because i think they do say because i'm like you're 33 i mean if you went through all the schooling you've only worked for like six years max mm-hmm. so i'm like how did you overwork <laughs> yourself i think at one point they do say something about how he was like a kind of a child prodigy so maybe he went to college at 16 yes he uh, did. dr doogie delaware kind of doogie delaware now that joe let's write those yeah, Alex okay. delaware no problem <laughs> well, write now yourself you, you're an author and well I mean, <laughs> You well, no. can't, and you can't not say it. You can't, I mean, you, <laughs> you can't not. Well, obviously, you know, you're a dear friend. We know you so much. But something I thought we could talk about or something that I thought was, I've, I've always been very interested in, and Andy, feel free. Uh, the lurid descriptions in Murder on Sex Island. Is that what you're, is that what no. you're, you want to talk about, Naomi? No, I guess I'm sort of, I wanted to talk about sort of, how you are able to continually self-generate because you know you are someone who it's and i don't just mean like you know doing stand-up it's like you create things like literally the card game fruits like every show you do in new york is like a multi-layered experience you had your daddy coming in doing puns at one point there were a couple years there sort Mm -hmm. of where did that sort of come from now i'm feeling like it's like an episode of beginnings no no actually i want to can i preface this question with joe you are uh you have are someone with depression mm-hmm. do you know like what flavor that is is it de- is it just depression is it depression anxiety is because i want to preface it with with this question so that we can then say like whatever your flavor is how do you surmount that okay uh i would say that uh right now i would say that i I usually I kind of go from anxiety to depression, kind of switch back and forth, keep it fresh. So yeah. I would say at the moment and for the last couple of years, it's been anxiety. That's oh. kind of the mostly th- thing. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I think that basically what happens is I try to. I really get very very. I don't. I don't enjoy the reception. Right, what do you like mean? the like trying to get the stuff out there, like getting people to read it or play it or whatever, I get, I'm like very nervous. That part is really not pleasant. I'm so anxious about that part. And so it's like the part that I feel the most excited about and the most like, um, like kind of drive for is the idea 
and then executing it, right? And mm-hmm. so that it's like, I, I'm not thinking necessarily about the, how people are going to receive it. And so then once people receive it in a way that's like, oh, oops, it's a flop, then I'm like, okay, okay, another idea, another <laughs> idea. And so it's like trying these different things until I figure out something that's not a flop, right? So like that's the thing. It's like, it's like you have a bunch of pens in a jar and you keep trying them to see which ones still have ink. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, that's mm-hmm, kind of mm-hmm. how it feels. But what makes you not just be like, I'll just get a pencil or, you know what, I don't have to write down anything. <laughs> oh, like keep generating ideas? Yeah, yeah like you keep could try. You could or, or throw the whole mug of pens in the trash and then go sit on the couch and eat Doritos. That's actually interesting. Doritos do play a pretty big part of murder on Sex Island. Um, <laughs> okay, um, we haven't gotten there yet. <laughs> okay, I would say that what, uh, I would say that the, the I I think ever since I was like really young, I think coming up with ideas like I would like make the neighbors do plays and stuff. I think I've always really liked to try. I I've always like really had fun with ideas, and that mm-hmm. that part without people like like I almost didn't like it when like you know people would watch the plays that I made my neighbors do. You know what I mean? It's like <laughs> that's not what it's for. You know what uh-huh. I mean? And so I think that. Um, I think it would be, uh, yeah, I guess it's just like that. I, you know, I'm not that a, everybody has to be uh, good at something, but I think it's like I uh, can't really do sports. I can't really do um, many, many things. And I'm not very organized and I don't, I have very few marketable skills, but I do think <laughs> what I can do is um, I can generate ideas. That's what I something I found that I can reliably do for myself. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. But how do is the is it just that the excitement of the idea overpowers the depression anxiety, or is there something else that's going on? That I is, will yeah I will say that writing this book, my, this I really did think this was going to be a hit, like a huge success that I would like I was like I'm never gonna have to leave my house again to do stand-up I don't have to I'm done and I was like I'm gonna sell this book it's gonna be huge and then and so that was like getting me through a lot of like I'd been yeah yeah and I'd be like writing this book for days and days because I didn't have any work so I'd be writing this book every day for like I'd try to get like a thousand words a day Wow. And then I was doing like 2,000 words a day. I was so jazzed. I was like, this is it. This is a hit. And then uh, like truly nobody, nobody wanted it. And everyone was like, no, this is so, this is so bad. You Which is can't crazy. Send this out. Because it's and great. So the, it's really, it's, 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 it I reminds me that. of like John Schwartzwelder, you know, the Simpsons writer. He wrote yeah. a series of like comic novels. Yes. That are great. He self-published, I believe. I, well, I mean, I don't know what the market, but they're great. Murder on sex. I, I'm not saying that because we're friends. I mean, well, right. <laughs> it is, well, and also, too, like, especially as somebody who, you know, you and I were talking, I mean, you know, your mysteries, right? You know, the genre. We're talking hard boiled. And for me, it's just such a perfect synthesis of the genre, which is like, how are we going to crack the case? This person who's like an unlikely hero. Um, but then also with your sense of humor. You know, and like kind of what it takes to do that, right? Meaning be both humorous, but also keep the stakes high and the tension high. 
it feels like you know you do that in such a good way. You guys, there is a Murder on Sex Island podcast, all right? Joe is reading it in installments. It's beautiful. It comes alive. However, you do need to purchase the book. But wait, I don't want to. I don't want to. I know, I but mean, really quickly, I, I, I want you to move. Out. I want you to move Thank units. You. The, yeah, we got to move units. We I want move the, I appreciate yes. the move units, move in first year moving <laughs> units. But I do. Yeah, I just think that it was like, and I think that part like when I started getting all the rejections, I was like, oh. Ooh, it's um, it's bad, and then it's kind of hard to keep going on it, right? Because usually you find out it's a flap only after you. It's out um, there. Yes, and so this was like a pre, uh, like an early. Uh, so I don't. I guess I'm wondering how. I guess I started to. A lot of times, I don't. If you've ever tried to get a book published. Basically, you only you get some re- rejections, which is great to hear. I mean, great to actually get a rejection, but it's like job applications where a right. lot of times you'll just never hear back ever. Right. And they say that after a certain amount of, after like two months, it's it's a no. Uh huh. Right. So right, right. Just, they've had that time to read, so just assume after two months, just move on. So you're ghosted yes. by their editors. Yes, and or agents or whatever. And so then, um, yeah, I think then at that point I had written a full book. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, you know, um, it it might be just, I think at this point, maybe it's worth it just to put it out there. Because if, um, if I just keep it on my computer, I'll think I'll, I'll, it'll make me upset. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, so part of, yeah. so right. So part of sort of the sense of completion is in the putting it out there. When we're yes. talking about kind of ideas and sort of, as you said, like, okay, I like the idea. But kind of until it's out, it's not quite done. Or no, yes. like the, well, yeah, the she upset. Said yes, but I meant <laughs> she said yes. I said I say yes, Andy. <laughs> but I want to. I'm going to add a, the wrinkle in there. Which oh, is that he's I got think, a wrinkle. Oh yeah. Okay, let's that, hear the wrinkle. What you said is that it would make you upset. It's 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 the there's a negative feeling attached. That's the lack of completion. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> All right. You know what? Hey, when you're right, you're right. When I'm wrong. I'm wrong. Yeah, I've, no, I've I, been through enough therapy to know I can say I'm wrong and not lose any credibility. I, th- I think there's an, honestly, we've all had 100% credibility this whole time. <laughs> I will say, yeah, I w- like I have, um, I have all these like, um, like I started putting up these like when I stopped getting um, work, I put up all these like note cards of like stuff I wanted to try to make. Oh, whoa. Don't. And um, I was like, and I put like stuff you got to do to make that thing happen. And for the Murder on Sex Island card, like all of these things that I thought were necessary are crossed out. Like get book agent, like um, like make get it to like 80,000 words. Like, and then I ended up crossing all that out and just put self-publish. And that, and that has been, you know, good just to kind of have it done. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. But do you feel like you have created something that is good and you put it in the world? Do you feel like it's not valid because it, there were, even right. especially in a, a, a difficult time for publishers, where I don't think they're they're taking a lot of chances? Do you think it? Do you feel like it's not valid because you have taken the reins? You know, to me, I come out of like the indie rock world. Oh, he loves taking the reins. He's and I'm just like yourself. He's a DIY. But there's this. But what I found is that that. 
Yes, but because we're in this world where you do need some validation from gatekeepers in some way, or not need, but like we, uh, it's it's not just uh, it's not just indie rock. You can't just like put an album on Bandcamp. You know, you do like you do need someone at one of these companies, whether it's you know. A publicist or an agent or Someone an to say yes to you if you, like, depending on, for the things that we want in this. And that's where yes. I find is the contradiction that exists in me, at least, is this kind of push to, like, no, I'll just do it myself. And also, like, well, please, you know, please, CEO, executive, pat me, pat me on the head, tell me I did a good job. Right. I guess I have found in working in this industry that I have never felt... This, there's never been satisfaction in any of the gatekeepers being like, you did good. Like, it's never <laughs> felt, do you know what I mean? Like, even in those rare instances where they're like, nice work, it's like, what? Okay, what about, okay, does that mean that I get to do this? And they're like, no. And right. so there is, <laughs> there right. is just like something where it's like, oh, I, after a certain point, you realize that that's kind of meaningless. And so right. it's like the only thing you can do is make stuff. And so yes, I un, you know at some at, on some level I'm like, well, it's never going to be in a bookstore, or it's also not going to be like um, it's not going to be maybe even per, you know who know it's like it's very um, DIY in uh, every sense of the word. And in that case, it's like you know I think. And that, in some ways, it's like, because it's DIY, I could just do whatever I wanted. And there's probably scenes in there that if someone, a gatekeeper saw it, was like, get that out of there. You don't need, why is there this woman named Sheila that keeps talking about garlic? And it's like, well, I I needed that. I wanted that in there. You know what I mean? And it's like, why are there so many mentions of Doritos? Probably your editor would be like, take out the Doritos. But, I, you know, that's kind of, and I, I know that there, it's not a perfect book by any means but i do think that it's like at, at some level it's just it's what i wanted to do and i did it so that's enough in some right. ways well i mean i you know i think the fact that you're able to do this you know is so it's just so impressive and so it's like because i remember having those feelings about creativity and writing where like i would get an idea and like stay up writing all night you know or like and i still do love the moment of having an idea mm-hmm. but the moment I hit a block, like hit the difficulty of like, well, what's the story or what happens next or whatever. The wind comes out of my sails and your girl has drowned. And it's, ama- <laughs> it's amazing so how wait, it does. It's not just the wind went out of the sails. It's now there's a hole in the ship. Oh, yeah. The whole thing's over. The whole thing's <laughs> over. There's no wind. The boat can't get nowhere. I don't run out of rations. I don't even know how to man a boat. It's a rations. rations. <laughs> the, it's a wrap. The life preserver has a hole yeah. in it, too. Honey, we're done. You're just a hand waving from below the waves. Reaching that, out. Yes. That's like what happened. Right. Where it's like that's when I was hearing all these no's and like getting like no response from the people that I but I don't know I'd send it to I'd be like oh my gosh it's so it's like there's nothing why did I even start this is so stupid and I did at one point tell my boyfriend I was like oh I think I should write another one maybe because it kept me so busy and he's like please don't do that to our house and it's like (laughs) (laughs) there was a lot of ups and downs in making something and I do think that it's really important to show your work to people while you're making it Mm -hmm. because it gives you some kind of incentive to make it presentable but i think you need to show it to people not to gatekeepers or to people that are 
even powerful, it's so important to just show it to someone who will say even one nice thing about it. Yep. Absolutely. I mean, you're that person for me a lot. Because to me, like, I think you're so smart. Your brain works differently from mine. But you're also very strengths-based. Do you know what I mean? Like, you will literally be like, this is wonderful. How about maybe we do this? Do you know what I mean? But you always start with like, this is it. (laughs) But I really like your writing a lot. So I think it's easy to do that. But I think it's like, if I think when you're right, it's just so much easier to feel when you're getting stuck in that right to like get somebody to be like yeah 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 good yeah go keep it's right there it's right and then you're like okay i'll keep going a little bit because it's it's not um it really isn't in a tunnel and even when it is written in a tunnel it's like then eventually someone's gonna have to read it joe are you in therapy yeah how long well uh on and off but this uh i've been with this one woman for a while but she's yeah she was like i think it was good that you wrote a book because you uh, had something to do (laughs) it's like okay okay yeah i suppose that's um yeah but she's like she's um yeah i've been with her for a little bit. We we started going every other week. Oh, what made you do the every other financial? Or you really felt yeah, like you had a handle? Yeah, 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 yeah. Like four hundred an hour. <laughs> How do you get NYC? Yeah, but um, you also mentioned too where you were. He's like, oh, I'll write another one, and your boyfriend was like, don't do that to our house. How does your creativity sort of manifest and impact the house? Is it something where you have tunnel vision and you don't do anything else, and then you're living in squalor? Or what? Uh, well, I would like I would get up and write because in the morning I was working better than in the night. Mm-hmm. So I'd get up in the morning, make myself a cup of coffee, take the dog out, whatever, and then I would just write for hours. I smell horrible, no shower, <laughs> like horrible, horrible. And then like at the end, and then like at like five, I'd be like, oh, time to take a shower. Oh, and then I'd be like. Mike, what do you like? This is what we. This is what I worked on today. This is it. Uh, today was, the, and then like he'd be like, okay, okay, great, and then like try to keep up with it. And then I think what really was the kind of emotional part was just hearing all the rejections. That was the part where it was like he had to be a big, a big supporter. So it wasn't like, stench based. It was <laughs> n- it no, was but that, I think that was part of it. I think <laughs> to have someone so smelly ask for so much emotional support it's really it's it's almost too you can smell good and ask for emotional support or you could smell bad and be um strong you know what i mean but there's well andy what do you think i mean as someone who does live with someone who's absolutely true okay well this is how we find out this is why we podcast yeah so we can really get to these issues this is why why we podcast everyone say it this this is why why we we podcast. podcast But yeah, it is like, I do think that it's, um, yeah, he, Mike actually, he self-published his poetry book a couple years oh, ago. And okay. so he was like a big self-publishing advocate. He was like, just mm. do it. Just do it so you have a book. And then you, it's cool to have a book. Just stop worrying about these people when they're, yeah. they, don't, yeah. they don't know you. But his was just... He called it My Leaves of Grass, and he took all of Walt Whitman's poems, and he just put them in new fonts, and he said, yeah, I did this. It's, look, I, it's, called a, it's called a postmodern remix. So, of course, yeah. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> of course, you would have to self-publish that. That's yeah. the thing. But, no, I want to go back to the therapy thing for a second, because I, what I'm curious about is the depression, anxiety stuff how do you deal with that in general not just in terms of creativity 
but in like your 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 life period and how has it waxed and waned over the years has it how has the depression anxiety affected my life and how has it affected wax and waned over the years that's the question (laughs) well sort of what do you do aside from your creative work to manage (laughs) the a and d oh oh to manage it yeah that's a good question i do uh i do not know i i feel very (laughs) very anxious all the time but it does help to be around people that has been the big thing that I've noticed um, and or to have something creative that you are excited about those are two huge things right if I am just if you were like sit I, I think that those are the big those are the big ones um, that make you feel like uh, less focused on your own anxiety but left to my own devices I'll look on Instagram, I'll see what the CDC posts, and then that will be the end of the day. The end of the day is done. Yeah. yeah I gotta yeah, yeah, stop yeah. following the CDC. I really do. They, I can't tell you how bad it is. Yeah, they're bad. They're you, bad. They're bad you, in general. I'm mad at them as a whole. So yeah. you gotta stick with the NIH. All right? Okay. CDC out of here. NIH. NIH. Now they conduct their own scientific experiments. It's peer reviewed. There's where you want to go. Right. It doesn't have the political bent. Okay. We're looking at Joe through a prism. I know. Right I'm sorry. The I sun, don't know why it's so. The sun funny. in New York is coming through and <laughs> just rendering this into an impressionistic. I'm sorry. I keep trying to find an angle, but it actually just gets worse and worse. But okay. Joe Firestone is brought to you by Matisse. I mean, (laughs) the fact that Joe even has an open curtain, I was like, huge, huge. That's gross. Because I'm a person, the shades are drawn. The shades are always drawn. There's a little bit open so that for the purpose of the podcast, we're like lit. But honey, the living room's a cave. Yes. And that's a choice. That's good, though, because you, I feel like sun in LA is different. It's it's a hotter sun. Thank you. It's aggressive. It's, it's judgmental. Like you are quoting Naomi's Netflix special. Yeah, well, almost. I have watched it multiple times almost. and it's in me. <laughs> so wait, Joe, when it comes to relationships. Yes. How does, the, how does both the depression, anxiety and the creativity affect the relationships? Let's add a third wow, thing. Wow, a third thing, a monkey wrench. I mean, it's okay. I'll tell you this because, you know, I love telling people what I think about them and then <laughs> they are like kind of on their heels and they have to sort of like explain themselves, you know, the same way no, you they- said, yes. you know, that you think I'm a serial killer because I like Jonathan Kellerman. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like, I think of you as somebody who's like, has always been in a relationship. Mm. Do you know what I mean? And I guess I wonder if that is true. Or if I'm just making it up, because I do make things up, you know, meaning, are you a person where you're like, I do like to be partnered, I want to have that person? Or do you fight off love and then finally give in? Leaking in? No, give in. Oh, oh, yeah, okay, I thought that we were still in the boat. Okay, okay, so <laughs> I, uh, okay, so I would say that uh, I do like to be in a relationship, I like to be in, but I like to be in a relationship, not just for the relationship, I really do like to be with someone I like to be around that does help quite a bit um sure but yeah mike and i we've been together for um a little over five years now and yeah and i'd say that it's like you know i think that um he you know i think that he thought i was um chill when we (laughs) and that's on him i did not lie to him i did not lie to him but he somehow made that up in his mind and then he was like (laughs) 
what what happened to you and and that and I can't I've always been who I am so but he's uh yeah I think that it's uh very I've learned that it's really important not to put all of your to keep all of it like the anxiety especially I think um you know when I share it it's it's like a it's like a sneeze. If you sneeze out to the world, someone's going to get sick, right? Mm-hmm. And if I'm leaving the house saying, I think the stove's on, then Mike's going to think the stove's on, right? <laughs> and so it's, it's actually, I've learned that it's actually not helpful to share the anxieties as much as I'd like to. And so I've learned that it's better, if I do think the stove is on, then I either go back inside and check it, or I just don't say anything because... Even if the house burns down, it's better than making, uh, you know, an innocent man anxious. <laughs> you know what? You are so right, and that's something Andy and I are terrible at. Yes. We make each other anxious. Hey, I was <laughs> thinking about that earlier. Has, I was like, you and I, because like, we'll see something on Twitter, Instagram, and then yell it at the other person. <laughs> and then they, to get it out of our brains, Yeah, it's it, mostly when you do something like that, it's I need to manifest this in the world to mm-hmm. get it out of my brain in some way. But yeah. what we're doing is, it's like one of us was poisoned, like a snake bit us. Mm-hmm. And I'm sucking out the poison from myself, from my arm, uh-huh. whatever, and then spitting in your mouth. Disgusting. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Oh, oh, your boat metaphor wasn't disgusting? <laughs> nice. There are pretty, sailors. There marit- are sailors out there. <laughs> no, sometimes maritime, two sailors who have to be out on the, on the seas sometimes. and think about... A, a, a boat that's sinking, and you're coming around here with with these maritime metaphors. Yeah. Meanwhile, a snake is a creature that thinks he's beautiful, and then <laughs> you know you're sucking him off, and you know you're spitting him out, and that's that's yes. cute. A snake is a creature that thinks he's beautiful. Yeah. That's that's the takeaway. For today's episode. We really have to work <laughs> on it, especially vis-a-vis COVID. I think mm. it's especially, I think what it is too is like what I was like, I'm telling you to also kind of say like, I'm not crazy, right? Yes. But yes. then it's, it's both getting it out of your brain because I do agree that's a big part of it. It's also, I'm not crazy, right? But now, I've, as you said, you know, it's like I've sneezed, now he's sick. Mm-hmm. And then also it is another layer of just codependence because we are the only people that the other person is interacting with right yes so like my thoughts automatically go and it's like and something that i think has been certainly started in lockdown of course right when you're just used to talking to this other person but i think in living in la i think the people i'm emotionally closest to don't live here in los Mm. angeles so for instance there's no one i would go get together with to sort of let all let it all out you know what i mean yeah, I see what you mean. Yeah. And so then, oh, this guy. <laughs> this guy's the one. He's got to get it. And because I'll tell you this, because Andy be pretending like he chill. It's funny. It's like we kind of take turns, right? If I'm going yeah. crazy, then his job is to say, calm down. <laughs> but I don't like if you say it too forceful, because that is implying sure. that I'm crazy. Yeah, of course. <laughs> Do you know what it's like? Say it gentle. You know, in like in like <laughs> movies like Shawshank Redemption or something like that, where they're breaking out of prison and mm-hmm. they have to get rid of like they're they're busting through the wall in some way. They got like a mm-hmm. little pick and they're like somehow yeah. and they got to get rid of all that. The the rocks, the, the rubble, ro- uh-huh. the rubble. 
Okay, if you got a large support system, you can let the rubble out a little bit at a time. Mm. You like you take this stuff, but instead, you take this now stone. you're like handing me all this rubble and saying, "Get rid of it all at once." And then I've buried you, and now you can't escape. <laughs> now I can't Ooh, escape. You know say now you can't escape. You're running through the, the sewers. And I said, "Come on, come on!" And, and I'm stuck like, back with the, all the corrupt oh, prison the, officials. We're in the sewers with the right. Yeah, no, no, I'm I'm with you all. Yeah, we're, <laughs> <laughs> we're in the sewers. Andy's buried alive with rocks, and we're yes. I've escaped through the sewer after picking away at the wall and the floor, but right. I've taken all that detritus and I've put it on Andy such that he can no longer escape. Do you understand, Andy, Joanna? Right. Yes, Listers? and you know, at the end of this, we're gonna have you vote on your favorite metaphor from today's <laughs> yeah. episode. And you know, I'll ask this: What is the prison? Ex- Hello, life. your mind. Life is the prison. Life. Systemic racism exists. America crumbling. Christian the, fascism. Christian fascism. No, so right. many. So yeah, those many. are pretty good answers. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I think that we've gotten a lot of background here, India, and we might want to help people help themselves. Yeah, yeah. Joe, I just want to ask <laughs> yeah. one last question. Uh, not to Columbo this, but before we take a break, I want to ask one last question. Uh, is Mike your longest relationship? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Okay. Well, if we're asking one last question, uh, my question, did you have relationships in high school and stuff? Or was it not? And, and also, too, because like, we went, we share an alma mater, but I think you really hated it. So I'm also wondering, were you dating in college? Like, kind of, Yeah. When did it sort of start? I uh, dated in high school. You did? Okay. Yeah, I had two boyfriends in high school. Pretty wow. cool. Wow. Yeah. yeah, you were pretty cool. Yeah, it was pretty cool. And then <laughs> in college, I did, I... Uh, right before my freshman year, I went on birth control thinking this was going to be a wild time. Yeah. Then yeah. my breasts became F cups because of it, you know, and not in the cute way. Oh, in the from long, the pill? In the long way. You know what I mean? <laughs> F for long. Long way. Right. And so then, you know, and then I was just, you know, really uh, kind of more interested in the um, the dining options. <laughs> and then, um, yeah, I did not date at all at Wesleyan. Okay. Not once. Okay. And then I... Not once. I don't believe... No. That's just... It's so funny because, you know, of course, you know, obviously we have years apart. We didn't overlap there. But, like, to me, you are the girl that every guy I liked had a crush on. Do you know what I mean? Like, quirky, petite, smart. And then I was over here like a fucking lumberjack. Being like, why don't you love me? Someone came up to me that I didn't know very well because I had di- I liked to dye my hair red at the time and you know and it was very puffy and someone came up to me that I didn't know very well and they said just so you know we call you the girl with the Ronald McDonald hair no why would they say that just exactly. so I knew just so I knew <laughs> so I just <laughs> I just want you to know that this was not you know I that's I was not really the ap- apple of anyone's eye unless they loved the chain McDonald's <laughs> The picture between Ronald McDonald hair and long breasts. <laughs> the picture. I know the picture you're painting. Also, I went through a phase where I was writing my. I was like, I got so nervous I was going to lose my clothes. What? Th- what that mean? I was writing my name and all my clothes, and then started writing my blood type. I don't know. It was not a good time. I was not in a. 
You, were you medicated at the time? I don't think I was. Yeah, I it's, I was yeah, 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 yeah. You were out here raw. You were just mm-hmm. out. You were in Middletown, Connecticut, just <laughs> unprotected, except for birth control. Everything yeah. else. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now that is how you go to a quick break. We'll be right back after this. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Dear listeners, Andy here doing the ad read again, and today we're talking about me undies. As the male half of couples therapy, I was asked to do this one because... We're talking about boxers, which, and I hope I'm not breaking any confidences, Naomi does not wear. Now, if you're a podcast listener like me, you've heard plenty of ads for me undies, and frankly, I had always thought it's underwear. How special can it be? And then I tried them, and friends, it is like wearing magic. It is like wearing a dream. It is so soft, there is nothing earthly I can compare it to. I am embarrassed. Absolutely embarrassed to say I'm middle-aged and just finding this out, but the material your underwear is made out of really does make a difference. I won't say where I usually get my boxers from, but for comparison, me undies are like wearing a cloud covered in angel's feathers, and the other ones I wear are like wearing a bear trap smothered in puke. Me undies got style for everyone, from all black classics to fun expressive prints in sizes extra small to 4XL. And they use sustainably sourced materials and work with partners that actually care for their workers. Also, I gotta point this out. There is a particular technology that the folks at MeUndies would like me to discuss. Now, you know Naomi is sex negative and I am sex neutral. So I didn't want to have to say what this technology is. So I asked friend of the show, friend in real life, Mort Burke, to say the phrase. So, okay, here it goes. For any listeners with penises and testicles, I can say medical words, I can say medical words, you might be interested in me undies sophisticated contoured pouch and ball caddy. What's that again, Mort? They're incredibly comfortable contoured pouch and ball caddy. Wonderful. Thanks, buddy. Okay, soft underwear comes in all packages at MeUndies. So to get 20% off your first order plus free shipping, go to MeUndies.com slash therapy. That's MeUndies.com slash therapy for 20% off plus free shipping. MeUndies, comfort from the outside in. Can we take a minute and talk about Skims? Now, you know I'm a recent Skims convert, having tried their underwear in the last few months, and I am now living lifted, supported, changed. So I decided to keep trying new stuff. And let me tell you, Skims basics and foundations are where it's at. Yes, I recently got the soft, smoothing, seamless t-shirt. And y'all, it is so comfortable. It's been the perfect layer for me. I'm rocking it under a cardigan or a sweater when I want to keep it fitted and fabulous and not look all bulky. I mean, y'all know I'm back to work. Hashtag blessings. And I'm definitely that girl who is always cold in the office, okay? I need my layers, but I'm still trying to look put together. And the soft, smoothing, seamless shirt is helping me get it right. 
And I also got the boyfriend t-shirt in Heather Gray. And it is so friggin' soft and comfortable. And it's giving casual but intentional when I wear it with a pair of jeans. I'm feeling very good in it. So if you want to give these and other basics a try, shop the Skims t-shirt shop at skims.com. Now available in sizes extra, extra small through 4X. Thank you for the range, Skims. If you haven't yet, be sure to let them know we sent you. After you place your order, select podcast in the survey and select our show in the drop down menu that follows. Again, that's skims.com. Go check out everything they've got and the new t-shirt shop. With Joe Firestone, the author of Murder on Sex Island. That's how I'm going to say Joe Firestone, the author of Murder on Sex Island. Now, Joe, we're asking you, you all your business. You should have done the audiobook. No, really, your reads. I really would. Man, if I could have gotten that soundbite, whoa. Whoa. That would have been good. Okay. What about this? Hey, it's me, Luella. Yeah, that's pretty good, actually. <laughs> Dang, I could have used I could have really used your both of your help. Just remember that next time you need some voiceover people. Yeah, yeah. me and Andy. I need some voiceover people. Stan, I need some voiceover people. You got anybody? Ah, the files. Uh, they're all mixed up. I don't know. You got it. Who do you know? Oh, that's good. Yeah, I so said I know these two. They're voiceover people. Yeah, that would be really good. Next time I'm standing next to a gatekeeper, you know I'll be name dropping you too. <laughs> hey, gatekeeper, you want to open that hey. gate? Um, now, now, now. By the way, Joe, have you ever hmm. thought about this? In my most anxious moments, before I leave the house, I take a picture of the stove so I can always look at it. Yeah, he takes a picture of the stove. Eddie takes a picture of the toaster if, oven. If we go on a, this, um, so, so just so we what do you call it the socket. Yes, I haven't done this in years, but in my I'm most anxious sure. moments. I like if we go on a trip, for sure. Yeah. I take a picture to of the the plug where the toaster oven is to show that the toaster oven's not plugged in. The dials on the stove to show that it's off. So you can always take pictures on your phone, and then you can delete them. That's good. That's a good tip. That might that might save my relationship. I'm gonna try that. <laughs> You're welcome, Mike. Now we got questions from all over. We get them from Twitter, from Gmail, from Instagram. Of course, our favorite, our absolute favorite is a voicemail. And Naomi, I'm going to say this. We put out a call a couple weeks ago for less serious questions. And listeners, you answered our call. Wow, they heeded the call. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. And so uh, we have uh, a less serious voicemail to start out with. Naomi, if someone else wants to call in with either a serious or a less serious question... What's that number? 323-524-7839. Remember, it's a three-minute limit. You better start up top with the pronouns and the log line. Because don't you be confusing me. Don't you be coming up in here with all this backstory that you get cut off and I don't even know what the question is. Okay? Because I'm trying to help you. Yes. You got to help me help you. Help me help you. All, all of us say it together. Help, help me help, help you. you. Okay. Joanna said, I'm not on the hook for this. This ain't I my journey. Yeah. Really am enjoying this. These roles. <laughs> You're like, I'm not in a group game. I'm not doing a Harold. I'm not doing I really, this. I, well, I really love the instructions. <laughs> Joe, you don't them. understand how many people be coming in here over three minutes. You think I'm saying it to be mean? No, I'm saying it because we have been unable <laughs> to step up in the way we would like. Because oh, the question ain't there. Naomi's saying this out of love. Pure love. Line and pronouns at the top. 
love emanating from her heart like venom from a snake's fang. (laughs) Press play. Press play. Hi, guys. Um, Kind of feel like a crazy person right now because this is my third or fourth time re-recording this. I had no idea how nervous it would make me to call into a podcast, but here we are. I've never done it before. You guys are my favorite couple of all time, and I really trust and admire all of the advice you give, so I figured I'd give it a shot. Um, Essentially, this, this is an employment question unrelated to relationships, but I have a feeling that maybe other people have experienced something similar, so I'd appreciate hearing what you think. Um, I'm an optician in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Um, So, yeah, I love hearing Andy talk about Pittsburgh and Philly. I grew up in Philly. Um, But anyway, I am an optician here. I've been at the same job for about two years, a little over two years. Um, I think for the most part, it's a pretty great job. I am looking around, though, just to see what else is out there. Um, And on Wednesday night, I logged on to Indeed for the first time in a very long time just to look around. And in my search, I saw my job listed. Yeah, um, my exact title, position, and office location. And it said, just posted. Uh, <laughs> I obviously spiraled and, um, and you know, days later, still very confused and not sure what to do about it. Um, I have, there's really no reason for them to fire me or let me go. I could potentially transfer to another location that has come up before, but nothing is set in stone whatsoever. Um, so I'm just very confused about what to do. I, I thought about bringing it up to my boss or maybe my district manager, but I obviously don't want them to know that I'm on Indeed looking at other jobs. Ooh. I thought about saying, well, my friend's looking for a job and she saw my job listed. Um, but everything just feels really awkward and weird and I'm not sure what to do about it. Um, just... If you have any feedback, that would be awesome. I love you guys so much. Thank you. Bye. Uh, actually, actually, this is a relationship question in a way. You know, the not a romantic, not a romantic relationship. By the way, Edith, Zendaya, and Spider Man, favorite couple, Naomi oh, and Andy. It. Oh, Edith. Yeah, Edith. Edith. Suck them off. Edith. <laughs> Are you just reading bits of murder on Sex Island now? <laughs> Joe, what are your what are your initial thoughts? Oh, that is so tough. I think that I think that the best case scenario is that this person gets a job somewhere else and leaves. Oh. Really? You think so they should see this as a sign like, oh, they're trying to get rid of you, so you gotta get out first. No confrontation whatsoever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> are you non confrontational, Joe? In general. What do you mean? Let's move on. <laughs> uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Joe, have you ever had a, a job where you uh, you quit it or were fired? We didn't just leave it. Like where you weren't just like, oh, the job's over. I'm going somewhere else. Like in that way. Yeah, I've quit some jobs. Like quit, yeah, quit like angrily quit is, I guess, what I meant, really. Uh, like, 
I don't think I've angrily quit, but I, uh, yeah, I would say that um, by the time I quit, I think it's pretty understood that I'm quitting. You know, uh-huh. There's, but I'd say that this is. I don't think that. I think that this is the kind of thing where if they're so sneaky, they're going to post her job description before she even quits. I don't think these people are going to be good at problem solving when she confronts them. Uh, okay. Well, I, okay, you're right. Can I tell a story? Okay. So my f- uh, when I moved to New York, oh, yeah, I, I spent this. years uh, just doing like little temp jobs and like being unemployed, and it was not great. And I finally had a temp job at the college board, and then they liked me a lot. So uh, one of the people needed an assistant and hired me. Uh, and then over the course of nine months, uh, she didn't really like me. And <laughs> one time I logged into her email because I'm her assistant. So I'm supposed to like weed through her email and like find stuff, you know, you know, like when you're someone's assistant, you looked at like, yeah, yeah, yeah. you were doing it as part of your job. Right. I wasn't, messy. I wasn't sneaking. Right. All right. You I just, sneaking. I, that's what I'm trying to say. Right. And I found uh, an email from her to HR that said she wants to fire me because she doesn't like me. <laughs> She's like, I don't have a real reason. Uh, I don't like him. And I remember the, like, it was a real Hitchcock Zoom. Yes. I felt like I was in molasses. Because it wasn't, I was was great at my job. She just didn't like me. (laughs) Didn't want me around. Yeah. uh, Right, there was nothing to fix. It's not like you could do something to make it okay. Uh, I closed it and just started looking for a new job immediately. Yeah. Mm. And do you remember at the time, like, when you were looking at this email, did you know if it was like dated that morning, a couple days earlier? Kind of how quickly were you informed based on when she it was did that? that? I, th- I believe it was day. from that day. Yeah, it's, yeah, because you're good at your job, so you're on it. You're on it. But now, how quickly did you get out, or did you end up getting fired? Oh yeah, I got fired. Oh yeah, they oh. let me go. Well, I wasn't fired; I was let go because they didn't, they couldn't fire me because they had no there was nothing I did wrong, so it was just like a little letting go. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was like uh, we're we no longer need your services. But, uh, you know, don't let the door hit you on the way out. Can we put her whole government name out here? I don't remember her whole government name. I only, what the you only... mean you don't like my man? Yeah, he be saying stuff that I don't understand. Yeah, he didn't want to be there. He has creative aspirations. But I know he knew what he was doing. Yeah, was it that I was... Well, here's... Uh, maybe this was... So there was a... Uh, I was deep in my UCB training at the time. And I think I was in like <laughs> 301... And there was a retreat for the for the college board for our division, and we went to a like some place, kind of like on the in the Hudson Valley, mm-hmm. and we stayed overnight. But my class was that night, so I left the quote unquote festivities early. <laughs> you know, it was like you were supposed to like hang out and have yeah, dinner yeah, yeah, and get building. to know your coworkers. Yeah, team building vibes. I didn't want to be. I was in New York to do comedy, so I, I took the train all the way into New York, took my class, three hundred one with all my friends. Then we went to do uh, an improv set at another theater, and then I went back at like eleven o'clock at night to the retreat. <laughs> Whoa! So maybe. Yeah, 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 yeah. Maybe it was my enthusiasm for the Herald and <laughs> for <laughs> improv, where she's like, "This guy is a drip. All he talks about is Del Close." Yeah, 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 yeah. That could be it. I mean, I think the thing with this too, though, I would say, well, so 
on one hand, you're right, Joe. Like, start looking. But yes. I also think it's worth letting them know that you know, and I think you can. You don't have to say, "Oh, I was looking for another job," even though fuck them, y'all both doing it now. It's like I think it's, it's like the Pina Colada song. Exactly. Well, you both out here, so what's the problem? But I think you could also very easily say, you know, you know, one of my colleagues from school, right? Like if you're an optician, you probably someone who's like, hey, someone I know. Um, you know, a fellow colleague saw this listing and reached out to me about it because they wanted to know if I could put in a word. You know, there's so many ways. Like, for instance, that happened to me where I got fired literally right before the strike. I got fired from a writing job, like not ass back. At like, it was like 1.30 in the afternoon. 4 p.m., I get a text from someone's like, hey, so I hear they're hiring over at your show. Can you put in a word for me? <laughs> and it was literally like, and I didn't know them well enough to get into it. So I was just like, sure. But um, I think, like, it's easy to say, like, oh, yeah, someone's reached out to me about this thing or someone told me something without it looking like. And then at the and so the question is, like, if you do that, are you willing to hear from them in that moment? Yes, we have been thinking of making changes. Oh, because there's going to be there's going to be a long pause after that. Right. They've You're going to say out. that. And then there's going to be like 10 seconds of silence. And then they're going to be like. I don't know what you're talking about. Or maybe they maybe they they have some spark of humanity left in them. If they have a spark of humanity, it is a question of like and whether it's personal or not because maybe you they don't want to pay somebody as much as they're paying you, right? Like there's so many reasons why companies can be like this. Yeah. But at least you can be like, "Hey, do I have 30 days? Do I have 2 months? Like let me know." I say find yeah. another job and start being messy. Like, why don't you, like, whenever they say, instead of saying yes to things, go, indeed. Oh, that's good. That's, and arch yeah, your that's eyebrow. Mm. I say, yeah. And then, and then let it get messier from there. But yeah. Yeah. Andy's yeah. version of messy is just British. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> indeed. Uh, indeed. Just let them know. That, indeed. Let them know that, that you can. know. Okay. And yeah. then you're just going to walk out and you like leave the room. But I think so. Does she know? Part of me is just like, don't play games with me. And it's like, how do you see internet? You think I wasn't going to find out? Somebody, My job was up for grabs? Get out of here, you losers. <laughs> yeah, call them losers. But I know this is stressful, and I'm very sorry, because I can only yeah. imagine the ice in your veins, the Hitchcock oh, yeah. Zoom. But I think that, like, look, you were already in the process of looking. So as Joe said, keep looking. And I think that you can call them out if for no other reason than just, like, make them squirm and say, I know what you did last summer. You know what mm. I mean? So, like, you can, but also know that if you do that, in that same conversation, they could say yes, and then you got to go. Oh, I say start getting pre-revenge. Oh, Lord. So instead of waiting for all the stuff to happen, you get fired or whatever happens, start doing – get them a Permonte Brothers sandwich. It's a Pittsburgh <laughs> sandwich shop sure. where they put the fries right on the sandwich. Sure. Put something gross in it. Andrew, stop it. I'm not telling and them And then what. afterwards, say indeed. <laughs> <laughs> I got you a sandwich. Indeed. Mm -hmm. Joe, can you answer another question with us? Yeah. Okay. Do <laughs> you want to do this one? This is a little more serious. Okay. Hi, Naomi, Andy, and esteemed guest. I'm she, her. Uh, and how do I tell my boyfriend that I didn't miss him? Uh, we've been together for like six years, lived together for three. He went on a 10-day vacation, seven of it was in middle of nowhere, zero contact, zero cell service. And yeah, 
I I haven't had an interest in sex recently, which I'm trying to fix with reading Come As You Are, um, because love the sex negative life for you, but it's not for me. Um, and I guess I had friends and my sister to hang out with on weekends. Um, so maybe if he was gone longer or if they weren't around, I would have been lonelier. Um, but I took myself on a little solo brunch date where I read as I waited for my food and then just was in the present moment and vibed while I ate and realized that if he was there, he would be on his phone or we would be talking about his thing because I can count on my hand the number of times he's shown interest in my life recently. Um, what? Which, hi, the problem is me that I've not brought that up with him. That's a whole other issue. Um, but, yeah, it was just more peaceful and I could watch whatever I wanted without him complaining and oh. clean or do whatever I wanted to do without worrying that I was too loud or I was in his way. Um, and I feel like telling him I didn't miss him is something I should absolutely not do because it is unkind and it's very hurtful um but at the same time something i absolutely have to do because he can't know the issue if i don't tell him um which yeah not something i'm good at um but uh i love you guys i love your podcast i recommend it to so many people and uh it's already helped me through quite a bit by Sometimes, uh, first time caller, long time listener, um, but sometimes I've formulated questions to ask you and just finding the right question answers what I need to do. So mm. I love you guys. Thank you so much for what you put out in the world. I, I, I well, first of all, yeah, I love her because yes. you know what she said? She gave me pronouns in a log line. Okay. <laughs> she did what I had asked. And did you see how much easier it was to go on a journey, Joanna? To yeah. have the information up top and then extrapolate thesis support for together. Sure. For sure. It's like Thank you're you. teaching freshman composition at Wesleyan. Honey, I'm teaching freshman composition. Get out your blue books. I ain't got time for this. <laughs> so, I'm sorry I interrupted you. Did no, you no, have no, something no. you were going to say? I, uh, I was going to say, I think. I was, I was, I was gonna Joanna say, has something to say, I, too. I was going to say, all together now. I think we know the answer, but Joanna. Joanna. Why don't we start <laughs> with you? Because... I, I, you had some reactions, some facial expressions where I said, oh, this is hidden. Well, I just think that I think that if you have an issue with somebody, and especially if it's a relationship that you want to keep intact, or if you even want to just, if you want, if you want him to stay in your life, I think that, and that's a big if, but if you want him to stay in your life, I think saying that you don't miss him is a way to hurt him. And I don't think that that is productive. I think you got to figure out what you want out of him, which is for him to pay attention to your interests mm -hmm. and for you to have a better sex life. So I mm -hmm. think it's like, what do you, it's solutions based conversation yes. is what yes. I would recommend. Right. Right. Saying I don't miss him, but is not actually what it's true. Saying you don't miss him is being mean. That is not the same as, um, Hey, there are things we need to work on. As yeah, talking through the thing. Uh, 
break up with him. I, I don't mean this to be callous. I hope it doesn't. But like, it doesn't sound like you enjoy at Naomi's worst. I still want her around. Like if you go away for to go have dinner with a friend, I do miss you. That I like so beautiful. <laughs> I like I like my time on my own. Look, don't get me wrong. I get to play Zelda without Naomi making fun of Link's sounds because he goes, hut, 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 and I'm like, Ugh. I get I get to clean in whatever way I want because I clean in uh, you know I do a little bit here and then I walk over and do a little bit over there and then I come back to the first thing then I go clean a third thing and or you said you like to play your guitar when I'm not here I like to play my guitar when yeah, Naomi's not around yeah you know around. Uh, the, the Naomi's tolerance for hearing guided by voices songs sung mm-hmm. <laughs> on an acoustic guitar uh, is pretty low mm-hmm. but. Mm-hmm. I still, I'm what, I, I am excited, or I'm excited when I go hang out with a friend and then I come back and I'm like, oh, I got some tea for you, right? Yeah. That's yeah. always the promise of one of us hanging out with someone else. Okay, so that's <laughs> only for like a couple hours. If someone's gone, like, I can't imagine you being gone for a trip and me being like, that was awesome. You should take more trips. Well, this also too, and again, I don't, I don't know you personally, right? Meaning, I don't have anything to compare this voicemail to. But this is what I like about voicemail. You sounded a little defeated. I don't like that you sounded defeated. But what I'm saying is, I could get a sense by the way you were telling us. You know, when you said you can count on one hand the amount of times he's asked you about your life. When you said I can watch something without him, I think you said getting mad at me or giving me a hard time. Like, watching what you wanted. Like, you know, and this is where, for instance, you said when you were like, break up with him. That's so much easier said than done, especially when you're cohabitating. I'm not saying, but hold on, hold on. No, no. I'm not saying it's an easy thing. I'm saying that sounds like what you want to do. It's telling to me, because these are different things. Because I think, again, you've been together six years. You've lived together for three. Your partner not asking you about stuff. I just don't like the sound of it. I don't like the yeah. feel of it, you know, especially when you're around each other. Because here's the thing I would say, like, when you say, like, oh, should I tell him I don't miss him or whatever? Because initially, you know, when I'm in, I was anticipating a different kind of question and certainly a different kind of tone. And to me, like, I, I grew up as an only child. I do like to be by myself. I actually find it really hard to, like, just having Andy nearby, even if he's not trying to engage with me, because he's a lot better at just, like, putting in his headphones and kind of being in his own world. Whereas me, I'm like, there's someone here. I'm being watched or I'm being witnessed <laughs> or I'm being observed. You know, I like to well, like have by myself a lot. Cameras around the house. <laughs> so technically you do, you are being observed. I am observed feeling it. Moments. I am feeling it. So I'm not crazy. Um, I got my little, you know, in, in the office, I got my little thing like in sliver with uh, <laughs> all the Stephen monitors. Baldwin or whatever. Is. But so, so that's like my own issue. So like if Andy, and there are times, and we talk about a lot, again, especially in the last three years where I go, don't you want to go be by yourself? Like, I will say stuff like that. Sure. Like, I will. And so, and that's something, again, Andy would never say to me, I don't think that's a feeling that he has. His parents have been together for over 50 years, and they do everything together. And so I also think it was modeled no, to no. him to be attached to your partner. I do like my private time. I'm just saying that when we are apart, I do miss you, even if it's for an hour or two. Well, no, no, no. And this is the difference. But I, but I also really love my I, – I, I, let's make this no, manifest. Let's make this real. I do love my private time. But I think that for, but again, I'm saying even me as the person who would probably be more likely to be like, no, I didn't miss you. <laughs> if that was an option, 
I don't think I would feel that if you were off the grid for seven days. Right. If I couldn't communicate with you for seven days, I would miss you. Like, it's like, that's, that is different. That right. is, that is, I think, something else. And when you said, for instance, I was able to, you know, have brunch by myself and not have to deal with his shit, basically, is what you said. It's like, I didn't have to hear about him talking nonstop or he didn't, ha- you know, or sitting just across somebody his on, his, on your phone. You know, these are things that, again, no one's saying walk out the door, but as you said, this is not a, I didn't miss you, but this is a conversation of, I'm really not feeling like we're connected. Mm-hmm. And can we do some stuff? And again, if you listen to the podcast, you know, it's the same stuff we always say, which is like having a date night, getting rid of stuff and just like, so that you can focus on each other. Try some of that. And if you still don't get your desired results, tell him to go back into the woods for the rest of his life. Yeah, go back say to you want seven days, go. Go be off the grid because I'm done with you. Go back to studying John Carpenter's The Thing in Antarctica. Go back to studying John Carpenter's The Thing in Antarctica. I, I, but it sounded, I don't know. I don't think, Look, it, I don't think. Been, a, she could have been tie-tie. She could have been tired. So maybe it didn't sound. I just, don't, I don't think a date night. I really think this sounds like, I, I'm not saying break up necessarily. I'm saying this is a larger conversation than just like, you know, let's go to Arby's and get five dollar <laughs> five roast beef for five each and have a date night it sounds like a like go into couples there if it, okay here's your question here's here's the real question do you want to save this because i didn't hear a positive thing about him in this and that can if, happen sometimes when someone's posing a question i think you're right but i think it's true sometimes it'd be like you come if you come to us you better give us the full picture because i'm basing my response on what you done told me now <laughs> you didn't tell I me nothing good about Naomi, him. When I blow off some steam, Joanna is just so over me. <laughs> when I blow off some <laughs> steam about you to some friends, there's I always say positive things in there too. Not because I am trying to like. Not I just say because it because it feels natural to say positive things about you. Thank you okay? so much. Yeah, uh, sure. I'm just saying that. When I all I hear is negative stuff, and there isn't like a but he does get me flowers or whatever. It makes me think there are there's a bigger there's bigger issues that need to be dealt with there. Joe, are you somebody who knows when to fold them when it comes to relationships? Or do you yeah. know when to hold them? I hold, I hold, and then I fold. I would say that you, yeah, I think you have a good sense of it. It's like when you're, I think that you, you know, you want to look at them and feel happy, not dread. Mm-hmm. You want to feel like they give you something that you wouldn't have without them. Mm-hmm. I would say that um, my mom has like this. She really follows this one thing where it's like, does the person make you happier in their in your life rather than without? Yeah. There's a better mm-hmm. way to say that. My chosen no a, a value add a value yeah. add. Like, is there an appreciable you know improvement? I don't even want mm-hmm. to say it like that because that feels too like commodified. I, 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 wanna, I know. I want to say like duh. I love capitalism, <laughs> <laughs> and I think everyone is worth a certain <laughs> amount in the world. Write that movie where everyone has a secret amount <laughs> that that's, that's written on a card. That's what mm-hmm. they're worth. We've seen that if, Black Mirror. <laughs> yeah, if they hug you, it's worth five dollars. If they kiss you, it's worth seven. <laughs> Does existence feel more robust, more full? Is your life more flourishing with this person in it? Yeah, I I agree. I think I think these these can be thorny. Again, when you're living with somebody, when your lives become meshed, 
It's like, well, you pay half of the rent. Well, I know somebody will call the hospital if I can't get up. Like, there are values to just having company. Uh-huh. So sometimes I You'll think... You'll find my body. Isn't that what... <laughs> yeah, that's what I was saying. We were watching House Hunters, Joe. And, like, it was like a spate of episodes of just, like, late-in-life couples going to Central and South America because they think they could, you know, fucking show up there and live for a dollar fifty, And then uh-huh. it's like, get out of yeah. here. No one wants you here. Just cosplaying as colonial settlers. Yeah, it's like... Uh-huh. But it was people where I was like... I was like, you know what? This is a couple. They're just together because you hit over 50 and you go, I just want somebody to be there to find me. You know what I mean? I just want somebody to make sure I get it. Like, because I'm like, y'all are not a match as uh-huh. much as you feel like you need companionship. You want someone yeah. to recognize the stench. <laughs> <laughs> so that's how I was feeling. And I was like, that can happen to people. And again, you know, what we're telling you, we are not trying to be glib and we we always I always say at least it's worth always have the conversation and try to give it some time to course correct. But if it doesn't, you have to know that like when it comes to relationships, as much as Joe loves capitalism, you know the <laughs> idea of like sunk costs. We don't in in this household we do not prescribe ascribe to that. Prescribe, no. subscribe, subscribe. No costs are sunk in this household. Like, like you don't subscribe. Like. <laughs> Like you can't like don't feel like well I've been with this person this long so I need to make it work. It's like no 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 no. no. There's not nothing is and even if you live together and even if you split bills it is it is easier than you think to distance yourself from that. I think there's always a way to get out of that. Yeah, if you need to. If you need to. So you know I want you to I actually want you to update us. Okay. Because I ain't getting enough follow-ups in general. So I'm going to need you to tell me what goes on. If you have a talk, what the reaction to the talk is, how you're feeling. You know what I mean? Like, I, I want to know how, you're, how you are. Because this is tricky. It's hard. It's like, it don't feel right. I'm trying to figure it out. I'm reading Come As You Are, but I want him to go away. It's like, you come and he going. What are we doing? So I know Joanna's done with me. <laughs> Wait, Joe. You're, uh-huh. You grew up in St. Louis, right? Yeah. Did you go to one of those like uh, clan <laughs> balls? What are they called? Yeah, the, the mysterious no. stranger balls. What are they? I think it's what is it called? The de- uh, no, it's not debutante. It's something like that. Debutante. Yeah, it is a debutante ball. Yeah, the like is that what it's called? Ball for clan children. Yeah. Did you ever go to I one don't of those? Think it's called. You know, Andy, I hate to remind you this, but I am Jewish, and that <laughs> right. is a big thing. I'd say in Missouri. Yeah. Uh, really, uh, um, I I've reminded you time and again. You're always giving me Christmas presents, saying "Merry Christmas, Hello Christian," and I have to tell you Hello over and over. Christian. Yeah, I, I gave you that uh, that crucifix with a real bloody Jesus on that yes, one. Yes, and it's like I don't want to return it, but it's just collecting dust on my chest. So I got it. You know, I got to get. You need to get it. So no, I did not. But I think it's called something. It's called something specific. Remember when I got you all those communion wafers? Yeah, that was messed up. And you said, this, drink this. This is the blood of someone you know. And it was... (laughs) Your favorite person. The one you worship all the time. Andy, get me a normal drink. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to get to that point, by the way. I think before society falls apart, where the Catholic Church is like is manufacturing like a drink that is like the blood of Christ. Oh my God. Like scissor, mm. <laughs> like scissor, but it's Christ. Oh, it's kind of fun. Like Sprite or <laughs> cherry Pepsi. 
Yeah. Jared oh, and I can't wait till they have Crystal Blood of Christ. <laughs> that'll be that'll be good. Wait, I'm gonna look up the name. Okay, of this before thing. okay, because Andy does like to close the loop on it, but she's got to look it up. Let me see. The Veiled Prophet Parade That's and Ball. Right. The That's Veiled right. Prophet Parade so, and Ball. Have you ever been a Veiled Prophet? No. <laughs> no. I think you need to be in a certain social circle to be a part of that. Yeah. And also you need to, It's prefer, I think it's preferred that you're, I just, <laughs> I think that it's not really open to everybody. Were you surrounded though by those type of people? Meaning, did you go to private school? Were there a lot of Jewish people in your community growing up? Did you have to see, really seek them out? I, out there of curiosity. Were, I didn't go to private school, but there were a lot of Jewish people around me and I knew one person that went to that okay. that ball. Okay. Um and I remember like kind of being amazed that it was happening. I was like, right. What what do you do? And like she had to get gloves and I just I remember kind of being very uh uh kind of like awestruck by like what some teenagers were doing. <laughs> That's a perfect way to describe it. Yeah. It's like, well, oh. you know what, Joe? You're a veiled prophet to us. No, is that you, how you want to end this? No, it's not. God, Andy, is that what you meant to say? <laughs> I thought it was a good thing. Joe, I just and, want to apologize that we went out with a whimper. <laughs> and I just, I want to say to both of you, you are both to me masked goddesses, God, you know, and I, you know, I'm so grateful that we did leave on this note. <laughs> you know what? This is as great an episode as any. Joe, you're one of as our any, favorites. As any, as any. You are magic. You are a delight. You are. And we are I so appreciate being on this podcast. I love it. And I, every time I walk away thinking, dang, good time. <laughs> it did sound like Joe was being held at gunpoint when she said it, y'all, <laughs> but she wasn't. So you know what? We're going to end on that and we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.